0: The events of the past several days in the church all point to a massive change coming for traditional Catholics, and access to Latin Mass have been some of the strangest days I've seen in the church in my lifetime. There's a sense in the air that things really can't get much stranger than what we've already seen, but just when it couldn't get any stranger, the architect of the woes of the world make a reappearance. Yes, the Pacamama has surfaced again, and... This time, it's in the most unbelievable way imaginable you have to see this to really believe it. So remember as we go over the story, the traditional Latin mass and the traditional theology of the church are bad, according to modernist Rome. While what you're about to see is good and holy. And before we get into that story, I wanted to say there is another story that I covered today, but not here on YouTube because it's just too hot for this place. If you've heard about what's going on with the church in Canada, there's a lot to that story that no one is talking about, which is entirely predictable. So I covered it for my audio-only show today because it's been bugging me. So look to show up on Spotify or Apple or Podbean because you do need to hear what I have to say. And if you don't have access to those platforms, because not everybody does, the pinned comment here on YouTube has a link to where you can hear it in an embedded player on my sources blog. So don't miss it, please. Anyway, let's dive in to the return of the Pacamama. And yes, I say the return of the Pacamama because Pacapamba himself, Francis the most humble and accompanying, is waging his own campaign against the church and the faith, and nothing has made that more clear than the Pacamama incident of October 2019. By now you have to have heard about that, but if not, the short version is this. On the feast of St. Francis of Assisi, a a saint of the church who is very dear to my heart, Francis the Accompanier was present for an act of demonic idolatry, where a symbol of a demon was enthroned in the Vatican Gardens in a ceremony that former followers of similar demons who became Catholics said was an enthronement ceremony, and an idol of that demon was paraded around and venerated by its followers, complete with that idol being placed over the relics of St. Peter in the Basilica of, uh, in Rome. All of this was to kick off the Pan-Amazon Synod, and as we all know, this you know idol ended up taking a swim in the Tiber. Which caused much joy and rejoicing for the faithful. Because this caused quite a stir. And the Vatican at the time tried to cover its bases and claim that it was not an image of Our Lady. But only the most strident of modernists actually believed that. Later, the Vatican would mint Pacamama coins to commemorate the creature, all of which brought to mind the words of Our Lady of La Salette Rome will lose the faith and become the seat of Antichrist. What that warning from Our Lady really means is anyone's guess, but more people were quoting that message after the events of October 2019 than I'd ever seen previously. Then something remarkable happened. Sister Sasagawa of the Our Lady of Akita apparition fame had a new message from the angel affiliated with that message that told the faithful to pray and do acts of penance for what had happened in Rome and that bad things were coming. Then came 2020. Enough said. And the Pacamama has returned, this time in Mexico City. To John Henry Weston's website, we go for this story. Buckle up, folks. Headline, The Pacamama as a Monstrance, Guadalajara, Mexico. The piece was written by Marco Tossati for his website, which I frequently use directly. He's an Italian journalist who is a traditional Catholic, and is the source of many of my stories that really no one else talks about. But yes, the pacamama appears to be back, and turned into a monstrance, so that when you're adoring the Blessed Sacrament, you're also adoring an idol of the demon. And yes, that's the idol on your screen for those who don't believe me. That's the monstrance, and you'll see that it is serving as a monstrance. Mr. Tosati begins his short piece by saying that if he'd been reading some sort of strange fiction novel about an evil future, and if if this had been in it, he wouldn't have believed what he was reading. Truth is stranger than fiction. According to Mr. Tosati, quote, But in fact, it has happened, and is still happening in Guadalajara, Mexico, in the parish of San Juan de Macias, run by a Spanish priest, Juan Pedro Oriol, who, as far as they tell me, is very powerful, and to whom Cardinal Robles cannot say no to about anything. Thus the Pacamama Monstrance was used for the first time at a youth meeting and dominates the high altar under the crucifix. I would say that in these times there is nothing we haven't seen, no? End quote. Ah yes, the high altar, the one that the traditional mass had always been set on in that parish back when such things were the norm in the church. Very symbolic for a time. And that cardinal can say no to the priest about anything. Really? If that's the case, then I'm not worried at all about what happens when priests of the FSSP or similar groups refuse to pinch incense to Caesar by saying the new Mass in order to be able to continue to say the traditional Latin Mass, because if this is okay, then surely the traditional liturgy and theology of the Church are okay too, right? Of course not. But that is at the crux of this problem. All the images on your screen are from that parish, and remember, they are okay in the new Church while the traditional faith is not. And no matter what these figures say, that image is not of Our Lady. No matter what some Catholic Answers apologist says, that is not of Our Lady. Period. Full stop. It is not something that anyone with a census fide can defend, but people do. What we're really witnessing in the Church is the appearance of the triumph of evil. That's what it looks like. The appearance of the triumph of evil. As Our Lady told Sister Lucia once, It will be darkest just before the triumph of the Immaculate Heart. And while things will get darker for the faithful, it must be said that our Lord will triumph before this is all over. Rest assured in that. But it will get weirder and it will get darker, because with these synods coming quickly, we can already see where it's all headed. Francis fully embraced Pastor Jimmy Martin's entire program of okaying since a cry out to heaven for justice. I covered that last week, but if you don't know what I mean, it'll be the recommended video after this one. But remember... Our Lord will triumph, and we need to pray that those in error will repent before time is up. To this point recently, Archbishop Vigano had a letter that very few people paid attention to, which I found odd given that the kind of news the traditional sphere was covering at the time, but again, I'm not actually all that surprised. We were all pretty busy. Vigano is addressing the recent overt turn towards embracing Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church, and the sins he says aren't sins despite sacred scriptures and quite clearly otherwise. But Vigano's letter is focused not so much on that sin and related sins, but those that underlie everything here. And The love of the world, the seduction of the approval of the world, and how it pulls the faithful person into a snare. I have a lengthy quote from the good archbishop's recent letter that, again, few paid attention to, from last week because it really does illustrate the point that needs to be made on this. What is at stake here are souls. It really is as simple as that, and not just the souls of the lay faith, but the souls of the members of the hierarchy who are participating in this. And the path of dialogue and accompaniment and embracing all the evils of this material world, they are all are tantamount to the rejection of our Lord, and the hierarchy best beware. Quote As a successor of the apostles and a teacher of the faith, In a spirit of true communion with the see of the most blessed Peter, and with the Holy Church of God, I address a severe warning to them, recalling that their authority derives from Jesus Christ, and that it has strength and value only if it remains oriented to the end for which he has constituted it. Let these shepherds consider the improprieties which they cause to the faithful and the simple, and the wounds they inflict on the tormented ecclesial body upheavals and wounds for which they will have to answer to divine justice on the day of their particular judgment and also before the entire human race on the day of the universal judgment i exhort the many members of the faithful who are appalled and bewildered by the apostasy of the shepherds to multiply their prayers with a supernatural spirit of prayer and penance imploring the Lord that he may deign to convert, them, to convert the prelates, leading them back to himself into fidelity with his divine teaching. Let us pray to the most pure mother, the virgin of virgins, to inspire sentiments of repentance in the ministers who have been corrupted by sin and impurity, that they may consider the horrors of their sins and the terrible pains that await them. May they take refuge in the most holy wounds of Christ and be purified by the laver of the blood of the Lamb. To our brothers seduced by the world, the flesh, and the devil, I address a heartfelt appeal, so that they may understand that there is no pride in offending God, in knowingly contributing to the torments of his passion, in twisting one's own nature and wickedly refusing the salvation that he won from his Father through his death on the wood of the cross. May our weaknesses an occasion of holiness a reason for repentance, an opportunity to make the greatness of God shine forth in your lives. Do not allow yourself to be deceived by an enemy who today seems to indulge your vices with the sole intention of stealing your souls and ending you for eternity. Be proud, truly proud, not of subjugation to sin and evil, but of having known how to resist the seductions of the flesh for love of Jesus Christ. Think of your immortal soul, for which the Lord did not hesitate to suffer and die. Pray, Pray to Mary most holy that she may intercede with her divine son, giving you the grace to resist, to fight, and to conquer. Offer your sufferings, your sacrifices, and your fasting to the Lord in order to obtain that freedom from evil which the seducer wants to take away from you by deceit. This will be your true grace, and ours as well. End quote. I'm also reminded of something else here, the prophecy of St. Francis of Assisi. He had an odd vision of what has to be our times that has made the rounds a lot during this pontificate. You know, of an alleged pope with the same name as St. Francis of Assisi. Again, I'm not a big believer in coincidences. Here's the prophecy for those not familiar. The time is fast approaching in which there will be great tests and afflictions, perplexities and dissensions, both of spiritual and temporal will abound the charity of many will grow cold and the malice of the wicked will increase the devils will have unusual power the immaculate purity of our order and of others will be so much obscured that there will be very few christians who will obey the true sovereign pontiff and the roman church with loyal hearts and perfect charity at the time of this tribulation a man not canonically chosen will be raised to the pontificate who by his cunning will endeavor to draw many into error and death The improprieties will be multiplied, our order will be divided, and many others will be entirely destroyed, because they will consent to error instead of opposing it. There will be such wide array of opinions and schisms among the people, the religious and the clergy, that except those days were shortened, according to the words of the gospel, even the faithful would be led into error, were they not specially guided, amid such great confusion, by the immense mercy of God. Then our rule and manner of life will be stridently opposed by some, and terrible tests will come upon us. Those who are found faithful will receive the crown of life, but woe to those, trusting solely in their order, shall fall into tepidity, for they will not be able to support the temptations permitted for the proving of the chosen. Those who persevere in their fervor and adhere to virtue with love and zeal for the truth will suffer injuries and be treated as wicked and schismatics, for their targeters, urged on by the evil spirits, will say that they are rendering a great service to God by destroying such wicked examples from the face of the earth. But the Lord will be the refuge of the afflicted, and will save all who trust in him. And in order to be like their head, Christ, these faithful, will act with confidence, by their blood will purchase for themselves eternal life, choosing to obey God rather than man. They will fear nothing, and they will prefer to perish rather than consent to falsehood and perfidy. Some preachers will keep silence about the truth, and others will trample it underfoot, and deny it. Sanctity of the living will be held in derision, even by those who outwardly profess it, for in those days Jesus Christ will send them not a true pastor, but a destroyer. End quote. If that isn't our time, I don't want to be around for those days, to be honest. But remember, Pastor Jimmy Martin is totally okay. The Pacamama is totally okay. But the traditional theology and the liturgy are not okay. That's the state of things in the Church of the New Advent in this new springtime in the Church. Just remember that. And remember that Francis is the one permitting and even directing all of this. Will you submit to the error of idolatry, to the error of a works-based modernist new gospel, or will you cling to the traditional faith? That is what is at stake here, so do not be taken by them. I don't think it's a coincidence that we are, that we learned about the adoration of a Pacamama in Mexico City by an influential priest no less, right at the moment when the Catholic world is focused on the possible loss of the traditional liturgy. We should have more on that tomorrow, so stay tuned. But the timing is not a coincidence. We are being reminded of the dark cloud that hangs over the church, not of the pacamama itself, but of what made it possible, modernism, and the hold it's had on the church since before the council. Modernism is the driving force behind what we see today in the church, and it is a defined heresy, and those who knowingly hold to a heresy are outside the church. Remember that as you try to make your decisions about whether to obey evil edicts that come from Rome and the bishops in the coming days and months. But what do you think about this? Let me know your thoughts in the comments, please. And if you're watching this on YouTube, remember that I have that story about Canada in the pinned comments or on the audio-only side of things, which is a good backup place to follow me anyway. Pretty much any of the major podcasting platforms will have "Return to tradition on it, so find it there or in the pinned comment, please. But let me know your thoughts on the story or the Canada story in the comments. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.